shit that i just pulled off all right oh set this God. set the oh, landscape for go. us tasha okay right. so we're driving home from uh okay why don't i why don't i do it while Tahoe. you fix that we just uh we got the dash cam going on the prius there it is dash cam you might want to update it a little bit we got the new dash cam this is a video car cast episode ladies and gentlemen oh here do you want the headphones on why don't you yeah, take these I off do. my head take these off my head all right i've got um i've got full uh Hands on two and microphone. <laughs> that's what, uh, and I got my left knee on seven. And that's a cop up ahead. And that's a cop up ahead. That's a cop up ahead. As far as I so. know, there's nothing illegal that's about the police dog. So the police dog passed us and the truck going 37, towing another truck past us. We It took us 10 minutes to be oh, able to rewind. pass this truck. And Dave pulled over so we could set up the podcast. And now, guess what? Here we are again on a one-lane road behind a truck towing a truck going 37 miles Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your host, Dave Neal, co-host, Tasha Courtney. Hello. Hey, how about when we pass the truck, why don't you take the camera and uh, flip it around so we can see what's going on? We have been driving by nothing but campers. And assholes, a bunch of Winnebago's and douches on this one-lane highway for the next five hours because we thought we'd take the scenic route. We do love the scenic route. Yeah, except here's the problem. California is experiencing its sixth worst wildfire in the history of the world. Route 120, Route 108 closed, but ours is still open. Double check that we're recording. I'm not, okay, good. I'm not going to let this shit happen again. Last episode I did with Matt Hoban, we uh, didn't record the first nine What did minutes. you just press I just pressed the, the whole button. So no matter what you touch, it's going to record. Oh. So if you throw a hizzy fit and go, no, we're not going to do it anymore, and you hit the stop button, we ain't stopping. Smart. That's Smart. hissy fit proof. So we decided to go to Lake Tahoe for a quick nine-day getaway. By family vacation, that's Tasha's family because no way is Tasha going on Dave's family vacation. I would go. I'm you, always down for a vacation. You would go with my family. I am, 100, I am vacation ready 100% of the time. I will always be ready to go on vacation. You hear that, folks? Write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com if you want to take Tasha on a vacation. <laughs> um, all right, I got the passing lane. Should I pass? Well, check it out. Is it okay? Uh, nope, not okay. You hear that button? That is the Prius telling me I am not in the right lane. Um, you're wondering, hey, should we listen to the rest of this episode or are we just, you know, getting road rage? Eat both. You can have both. You're in the car driving. Now you're driving with us. We're a bunch of friends. So why don't you put the... Uh, here's what you should do. Uh, if you're in the car listening, fade this audio to your back speakers, and it'll be like you got a couple friends in the back seat. That's true. Isn't that a good idea? That is a really good Driving idea. Driving by some cows. So there's two ways to get to Lake Tahoe. It's basically seven hours north of Los Angeles. You can either go the fast way, which is Route 5, but that way passes through a huge... The stinkiest drive you've ever driven in your well, life. Well, it's it's basically it's like the largest slaughterhouse. slaughterhouse probably in the world. It's gross. And it's just cow on top of cow. It, it is smells sa- like feces and it, it smells death. like death. It, it smells, smells worse than death. It's if a cow ate another cow and shat him out and left the smell inside your car. You you can't get rid of it. I know what you're thinking. Just do that button that circulates the air. No. No, it's the worst. So anyway, the other way to get to Lake Tahoe is taking 395, which is the scenic route, which goes east of the Sierra Mountains. But yeah, so it's basically, I've said basically nine times already. Essentially, (laughs) it's um, yellow. The sky is yellow. This isn't an Asian joke. The sky is yellow. Um, 
the the air quality is at a 152 and i think they said if it's over a 70 it's not good so air quality is at a 152 and um yeah we're going to survive this uh and uh, the george fire was only um i think 15 miles off the highway last i checked so hopefully it's blowing in the wrong direction. But I don't think that this one, the one that's causing all the smoke that we're driving through, or at least where where it first started to get smoky there, I, it was called something else. It was by another little lake. We were by Lake Topaz, and then there's a lake west of there. Oh, we're passing the, we're Ooh, passing the truck. We're hey, get the camera. Okay, I'm ready. Turn I'm the ready. camera around. I'm ready. Okay, get oh, it. Oh, this is no, very make sure you courteous. Can see it. I'm going to try. Oh, shit. This was a bad... Okay, you get it? You get yeah, it? Yeah. you see it? Uh, you couldn't really see it. You could sort of see it. I just passed in a non-passing lane. It was a compact truck pulling a compact truck. Riveting, folks. Um, but now that we're... was very courteous of this driver. Well, you gotta, if, you, if you're going to pull over, you've got to go through that rumple zone. What's that called? I don't know. The, the rumble it, I noise? Think it's made so that you don't fall asleep at the wheel. It's, it's supposed yeah. to be loud so it wakes you yeah, up. Yeah, but it still is annoying because you feel like you're going to pop a tire. So, um, so yeah, how did I do? What's my report card? Eight days with your family. I, you, can, you can hear the, treble, the tremble in my voice. I thought I've you did barely, fine, babe. I've gained about 10 pounds. You all know the story. I go to Tasha's family. They feed me. Not, I go to bed full. Uh, are you starved the rest of the time? Because none of our e- eating was, like, abnormal. It's like, it's, like that, it's like the cows being slaughtered. It's me. They feed me so much, and your dad's, like, skinny. And then at 8 a.m., I get up to, like, sneak ahead of them, and he's already cooking French toast for the next day. It's just too much. I, I don't really eat food before noon. Are you good? It's okay. Leave it crooked. It's fine. I don't know. It feels... Oh, Boone's in the picture. Okay, I'll leave it. Boone's in the back seat. He's <laughs> driving with us. So so what? You're not... There's no fodder for how I performed? You, you just going to say I did fine? We got in two arguments, and what were they about? They were about you being sensitive. No. They were about you being insensitive. Well, we have a conundrum then, don't we? Because I'm pretty sure... Well, put it this way. I did not feel appreciated for my performance level. Let's go back to day one. (laughs) (laughs) Not day one of the trip, day one of the relationship. Let's go back to day one of the trip. I was a superhero. We decided to go on a uh, six-mile hike. No, it was 4.4. Well, but it, what, mine was six because, spoiler alert, your mom, <laughs> and God bless her soul, uh, uh, died on the hike. Now, your mom uh, is, my, my parents could not have done this hike. And your mom made it about three-quarters the way through, but we didn't bring enough water. And we, yeah. fed the, we gave the dog all the water. Well, because the original the thing that we looked at said it was 2.7, and it said it was moderate. And I would call this, you know, more of a hard hike. Uh, there, a good portion of it is, like, you know, scrambling over boulders, climbing, like, straight uphill, steep inclines, and you're in the blazing sun the whole time, or at least for the last half. Well, the worst part was this was day one, so I hadn't even put on you know, my vacation seven pounds to like help me burn off. Like I didn't even, I was still trying to like, you know, that first day of vacation where you still try to eat healthy. So like I was still trying to be in shape, which didn't work. But anyway, we made it to the top of the hike. I mean, it took hours. I, I mean, the, we have the dog drinking out of the pond water just to keep him hydrated, even though he's going to shit his pants afterwards. He didn't shit his pants. And then we've got, so we make it all the way to the top. And we're in Squaw, what's it called? Squaw Valley? 
basically, something like that. Yeah. So basically, again, it's where they hosted one of the Winter Olympics. So there's this giant tram at the top. All we have to do is make it to the top of the hike, and then we can take the tram down. But your mom couldn't make it. She was she was like a camel in the desert, you know, knees down, not moving, just spitting at us like a real camel. <laughs> and um, so she's kind of. And then we had to get strangers that gave her water, right? Yeah. So they're they're giving her water and. And the idea was that we'd make it back. And your brother had already hiked to the top, and we have no cell phone reception. So the idea was that we would text your brother. He would get water and run it back down to your mom. But, of course, he didn't answer. He's 18. He's off lollygagging, doing his own thing, right? Completely useless. So who swoops in? Boyfriend of the year. Boyfriend of the year from your boy's hometown of Rhode Island, Dave Neal, swoops in. I run all the way up to the top, and we only had a $20 bill because we didn't bring our money with us. Because, you know, we're on a hike. So we had a $20 bill. What did we get? We got three waters. And four like a, waters. And four waters, and you didn't buy any food. And I was like, Because Fuck that. electrolyte water was the smarter choice. So then we hassle some dude. And this is actually... So there's a... Yeah, I would say they were pretty good-looking park rangers. Yeah. No homes. But pretty good-looking park ranger offers to give me some cliff bars, which I have to go run them down to your mom. Worst case scenario, I snap my ankle, die in the woods, and you marry this park ranger. That's worst case scenario. Which I'm sure, when I left, did he hit on you? No. I'm sure, I was like, this guy. They were nice. I'm sure we looked a mess. No, but I was like, because this we were like frantically trying to get water. He's giving me cliff bars. I look like the asshole because your mom's, you know, stalled out, you know, down the mountain. So I have to go run with these cliff bars after doing the whole hike myself. Back down, I ran down the mountain. I almost broke my ankle 15 times. I And an armadillo cut me off, and I was like... An armadillo. I, you said you saw a wild turkey. You didn't say anything I about saw, an armadillo. I saw the wild turkey, and then I saw what was either a honey badger, a, uh, an armadillo, or... What's the other one? I think like those a ground, are pretty uh, different a, looking. A groundhog. a groundhog would be maybe plausible. This was like a 10-pound marsupial of sorts. Whatever it was... It crossed my path. It scared the shit out of me. I'm sure I scared the shit out of it. And then I, and then because of that, I was all spiked with adrenaline. I missed the trail I needed. So we were we were hiking in the what, what in the winter is base is is, is is we punch me next time I say basically just really I'll try. Uh, we were running down a ski mountain. Yeah, they had the little chairlift there. And actually, when we got halfway up that like last bit of the incline. I turned around and I could see the sign that said like double blue square and something else. So it was marking like a ski path. Anyway, I found your mom and I gave them food. I felt I, I felt like a hero. I don't think anyone else thought I was a hero. I think they were all very grateful. Neither here nor there. And then I hiked back up the mountain. The best part was that your dad bought me a nice beer afterwards and I got to drink a beer on the way down the tram. So it was, it was good. It was fine. That was day one. But then, um, you know, I don't know. So did I feel appreciated on the trip? I don't know. You didn't feel appreciated. I just you didn't felt, have fun? You didn't enjoy doing all those activities that we did? I had as much fun as I think, as I, think I could have considering I have a hard time, like, separating myself from work and things like that. I don't know any other comics that take eight days off to go with their girlfriend's family. It's just very tough. But, like, what do you want in life? Don't you want some work-life balance? That's or do what you I... want to burn out by two years from now? 
burn out like your mom did, and then someone has to run water down to me? No, I... I do. That, that, that's what I have to You keep. constantly complain about going on vacation. I know. It's hard. It's but not here, hard. But we were on day six of this vacation, and you're already looking at flights to Tibet. The fuck are we going Nepal, to Tibet for? Nepal, babe. Nepal. <laughs> you're so crazy. It's like, I want to get... My, my, my track is to get successful to the point where I can go on vacation on my own terms. Like, uh... Like, you know, my, you know, I got a friend right now who's doing stand-up in Honolulu. Like, that's the shit. You know what I mean? And I'm working on it. But anyway, you're right. I, I should be able to enjoy vacation more often. But it's also tough because obviously your mom wants us there. But it's like she's getting paid to be on vacation. So when someone's got, like, a corporate job and they want me to go on vacation with them, it's like, hey, buddy, I'm going to have to work, in, in, like, every day for the next month just to catch up. And I need you to understand that when you're like, wait, why aren't you home yet? It's like, because we just went on a nice vacation. I saved your family from near death. And I need you to know that my, um, just like your mom's uh, was a little dehydrated, my, my gratitude well was a little low. And all I told you was, how I want is your, I just don't get how like your gratitude well gets low when you're on vacation and we're having a great time. Because... It wasn't that we were on vacation. It was that I think I didn't feel, like, acknowledged about the kind of sacrifices I was making to make that happen. Regardless, that was the height of the problem. And I think uh, I'm flying right now. Do you see how whenever I explain my mood, I, <laughs> I put, like, a heavy lead foot on the pedal? All right. Don't worry about that. So, oh, boy, you hear that? That's Yikes, the drunk, That's the drunk noise. So... So, um, Vista Point can't see shit. Yeah, we took the scenic. This is like when you take the PCH and then the fog rolls in and you can't see anything. We are on a scenic route in the in the, like about zero visibility, um, as can probably be seen if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Um, anyhow, drive the conversation a little bit. I can't. Me? I can't steer down this windy road. And lead the conversation. And lead the conversation. Okay, so, so it's let's fine. You talk about some things you did wrong you threw that rotted log into the nice perfect pristine private completely to ourselves watering hole that we found and i wanted to get in and swim with the dog and you threw in a rotted termite log right in the middle of the pond and you splashed me with it okay well let me ask you what was my motivation splinters What what was my intention was it to to be an asshole you just wanted to be funny no, I was trying to splash the dog. You did not even throw it to where the dog was sitting. The dog was on a rock in the corner away from me, and you threw it to me. It, and yes, you got completely soaked, but I think if you realized, if you accepted my apology right away, then we would have moved on. You didn't apologize right away. I said, ah, babe, I'm sorry. No, I you didn't. didn't. You, and you didn't. Your brother was even laughing. It's not funny. Well, audience, what do you think? Splashing a termite log on somebody? Hey, and you probably cooled off pretty nice because of it. No, the whole point was that I was going to get in and actually get to go swimming because we finally found a private place that wasn't overrun by a bunch of four-year-olds. You really and think I there was termites? to get in and go swimming. You thought there was termites? Yeah, it was a rotted log. It disintegrated into a million pieces when you threw it at me. But I did apologize. You didn't apologize for like four hours. That's so not true. That is true. I'm going to start audio recording 
you know, I need to get it. Can, if, if there's any interns out there good with surveillance audio, I'd like to mic myself up so I can point this 24/7. out. 24-7. 24-7. Well, I'm going to say that our... Well, how many fights did we have? Two or three? Well, to find fights... I can only remember two If right a now. fight is defined by you getting upset at me... Because you did something inconsiderate. But, but listen, and look, someone commented on one of our... Um, on one of our uh, episodes about... They actually commented recently. They listened to an episode from two years ago, and we were fighting. So uh, hopefully we've, you know, grown in the last two years. I know I have physically, waste-wise. But um, how's my audio, by the way? It's good. I've, I've been oh, messing thank you. with it. Uh, thank you, baby. You're um, welcome. They, they, they said it was toxic the way that we, we argue. So you're saying that... You're saying that the main issue was that I did something to you, and that's not a healthy way to go about it. No, but I think that you you have trouble admitting like when something is your fault. And like just being a jerk and throwing a rotting log at somebody is just an asshole move. There's no explaining away you were trying to be funny or whatever. There's no explaining away that that's just destructive and rude. I can't help it's myself. It's inconsiderate. You can help yourself because you're an adult. Well, you're an adult. Yeah, but and I'm not. And you should think about the consequences of your actions. That's literally everyone's responsibility in life is to think about how their actions are going to affect other people. Do you believe and, and modify their behavior appropriately? You and I'm going to say that two or three times on this vacation, you did something that was just straight up rude. Didn't have any real reason behind it besides you were just trying to be funny or whatever. I don't think you were trying to be a jerk, but you were like trying to be funny. And so you did something that was inconsiderate and I got mad about it. But in, in these situations, you never want to admit that like, oh, you know what? What I did was just childish just now. I'm sorry that what I did was childish and I didn't think about the consequences of my actions. And that's where I have a problem. And that's where... I feel like your apologies are bullshit because it's not a real apology. If so you're just I did saying, apologize. No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I feel like every time, actually, you were just in defensive mode and you didn't apologize for like four hours until you realized that like I wasn't letting it go. I do get defensive. And I think it's because... Because you know that deep down in your like, heart it's wrong. Like you just said, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was trying to go for the funny. Well, I didn't throw that log at you. It, it it was a heavy log. I picked it up and I really tried to chuck it at the dog's feet so he would like it would like the splash him. The dog and I were not even in the same direction. If Which, there's four corners of this pond, he would have been northwest and I would have been southwest. Which goes to show my poor accuracy. But I assure you, I wasn't trying to fuck with you. Why would I want to do that? But regardless... But because you weren't thinking about the consequences of throwing a rotted termite log at either one of us into this beautiful, pristine pond, you didn't think about the fact that you were ruining a beautiful moment. As they say, I cast a large wake sometimes, and that wake uh, spattered you with termite water. And I agree. I agree that that's not cool, but... I did try to hug it out and talk to you. And I understand that you were, like needed a few minutes to cool down. But, you know, you know, it took me saving your mom, medevacking her up the fucking hike to earn your respect back. And what I want more than anything is to not change who you are, but I want to be able to mitigate 
disaster. But you know what would have faster. made that happen, that move on faster, is you owning up to what you did. I think I just made a rap. Mitigate disaster and move on faster. Okay. Great. I want to mitigate disaster and move on faster. Makeup, sex, and a blowjob. What? See, but did you actually hear anything that I just said? I did. About, like, taking responsibility? Yeah. Absolutely. Because so, if you're just offering me a half-ass like blanket apology, that doesn't count. Well, let's put it this way. Let's let's go to the fight that we had on the river. <laughs> Did I not do a good job of owning up to that? Yeah. Even that though, even though honestly. I think you misinterpreted. So, so we, we went down a lazy river. Oh, boy, did this fucking piss me off. Oh, was I so mad. I still haven't talked to you about this. What? They only gave us three oars. So, everyone, do, do the... Okay. We're there's on a, six of us. There's six of us. On this there's float. Tasha's brother and his friend, who, by the way, didn't speak more than seven words to me, all of which were trying to get the Wi-Fi turned back on in the Airbnb. <laughs> we'll get into that. And I'm sure he was a nice kid, but I was like... You know, conversations weren't going to happen. I've never realized how little I have in common with an 18-year-old. Regardless, we were on a boat. There's three oars. That's all they gave us. Class 0.5 rapids. No (laughs) joke. So rolling river. But your dad's steering from behind. But instead of steering like a rudder, he's kind of Pocahontasing it, which I which I respect. He's in the back right hand side. But your brother's on the front left hand side. I'm on the front right hand side. So the the boat. My brother was not doing shit. Oh my god. My brother gosh. was not doing shit. He did. I wasn't sure if he didn't really get it, like how to help steer. You know, how do you like, not get how to steer a fucking raft? I know it was it was complicated. And He's been on whitewater rapids before. Yeah, but he was a lot younger, so I don't know if he remembers. So, so we keep on veering to the left, and I'm just thinking like I'm so annoyed because first of all, it's point five rapids. It's it less shouldn't than, be hard. I thought we were doing class four rapids, so I was like, we can't bring the cell phones, we can't bring the camera, and all the. And the next thing you know, everyone's like grandmas and are passing us it's chugging wine. Dog friendly. I was so upset. I tried my best to get over it very fast, but I was so upset that my mom planned this raft trip and didn't bother to see that there were dogs you allowed. Were, you were mad at your mom for days because of that. No, I wasn't. You were, you were pretty upset. So anyway, we keep moving left, and then, and then your mom kind of criticizes me. Which she ended up realizing she was wrong. Yeah. I, it just I, took her the whole ride. I, I, we were, I, there was nothing I could do. As the front right oarsman, there was nothing I could do. Wait, hold on a second. We were, yeah, yeah. So like we were. Whatever it was, it was like my brother should have been paddling to help keep us straight. And he was just sitting there holding a paddle. Yeah, if I paddled at all, it just would have made it worse. Unless we, we were just full going in a circle. counterclockwise <laughs> around. It was his job. And I take pretty strong paddles. I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to have fun. You know, and your mom's in the back drinking a limerita power tour, but <laughs> she's laying out. And then I, so on the front, I turn backwards and I start doing a backwards pedal, which is essentially a slow forwards thing. pedal. Yeah. And then your mom said something like, Dave, you're pedaling the wrong way. She like, she kind of like criticized me. And I was like, no, what? but we called her out immediately. But I was like, and your then she son. realized it like way further down and, the river. And like, if, if, if your brother was my brother, I would have been like, Hey, uh, man, the fuck up. Let's go. We're we're 
We're veering left because of you, noodle arms. Come on. I would have, you know, I would have bullied him a but little bit. But you heard me. I actually felt bad for snapping at him because I was like, what are you doing? He's like, he, but that was the thing is that he thought if he paddled, he was going to go more the way we were already going. That makes no sense. I know it makes no sense. But once I explained to him that if you paddle, we go this way. If I paddle, we go that way. Well, you can't. Don't, use hand, paddle, don't use hand gestures for the audio Well, audience. but nobody knows where I'm sitting. The point is, once I explained it to him. When we were, when he and I were paddling together, and I was like, "If we want to go straight, we both have to paddle at so the same time." So we're basically fishtailing, like all a, over the stupid and hitting, river, and hitting people, <laughs> and this and that. So, so I go to the front left. I don't. You don't even remember what I said to you, but it made you mad. You said that I was bossing everyone around, and I was like, "Well, somebody has to," because you and Sean both were just—it was like nobody made up their mind if they wanted to actually row or if they wanted to float. But I can't be the only one rowing. My mom's yelling at me to steer properly, you know, and and I'm the only one rowing, okay, and Noodle so, Arms isn't y- rowing, and you snapped at me for being bossy. But you just said if it was my brother, I would have said something. Well, guess what? I said something to you and to him, so we could work it out, so that it could be a more peaceful ride and then i got yelled at for being bossy <laughs> you took your oar you placed it down and you took the red ball and you went home that's took exactly the red what, ball that's in a saying like you took the you took the dodgeball and went home you know it's playing with my ball anymore no i was like fuck this if if i'm just gonna get yelled at for knowing how paddling works uh, then a- <laughs> I, i'll let you guys float down the river you- don't mind me I'll just we'll you take and, our time. You and I both had the right idea with how paddling worked, but I I, I was determined to say, okay, look, I'm not going to teach your brother how to paddle. Um, I'm just going to have to play like second fiddle. I'm going to go in the. I'm going to take the back seat and let someone else manage because it's not my place. I'm not like I'm but not. But by saying let someone else manage, you're saying make me have to be the one to do it because yeah. my parents don't tell my brother anything. So now I have to be the asshole. And not only did you let me, a.k.a. make me, have to be the person to manage everyone, then you criticized me for being the person that manages everyone. Yeah, well, okay, sure. But, yes. Yeah, so then you, you put your oar down, you quit, and then we got to the little place where you, you get out of the raft. You know, we, we went one knot an hour. We get to that place, and uh, what do I do? What does your boy Dave do? Explain it in epic style. What does your boy do? I don't think there was anything epic. I, about first, it. what I did is I swam out to the middle of the river. I peed. <sighs> I, had to, I had to expel toxins. And then I swam up to your ankles. I swam up to you. I hugged your ankle and I apologized. And I said, babe, we've had such a productive day that I'm sorry to come off snappy. You know, I wouldn't want to do anything that made you upset. And you forgave me. And we moved on. And we paddled the fuck out of the rest of the day. What a nice, specific apology that was. Admitting fault. Taking responsibility for the thing that you did was wrong. And then moving on so quickly. And then what do we do? And then I go to the back seat. I let you and your brother paddle. You run into a rock. And your dad goes head over heels into the rocks. That's what he that gets for it. That was pretty much exactly the same moment where I think I finally explained to my brother how it worked. Either way, I don't know. So that's that's we. So we managed to get through that. And then what do we on? What do we add on time? I just want to know. know. We're at about twenty-seven. It's too bright. Too bright. Twenty-seven, twelve. Oh, that's good. Good guess. That one's at twenty-seven. That's why I said that. Ah. Uh, so. I, 
Here, here's why it's hard being a boyfriend. You'll never understand this. I know you, I know you kind of get it because I call it out when it happens. But I have to deal, like, by being, like, like on Valentine's Day, our first Valentine's Day together, I, you had a rose in your hand. We were at the Virgil at a bar after dinner. I went to the bathroom and came back to some guy hitting on you, right? I can't, I can't be that guy. I can't be, or, or how about this? The time that we were out at Jonathan's and that DJ asked you for your number in front of me. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like if I, if I question it, I look like a, like a fucking better, you know, dick. I, so I have to be solid and like, and like cool. You know what I mean? But I also can't be that new dopamine rush of a new guy hitting on you. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So then what happens on this trip? We go to Chimney Beach, a nice beach on Lake Tahoe, right? You got your thong bikini on, rubbing up your ass. Your tits are hanging out. bikini. You do it, you know. It's just a little and there I am. cut. Yeah, it's, it's a billabong thong. Billabong thong. It's not a thong. And then there I am. Five days into my binge, you know, I have Canadian dad bod, which is like dad bod, just Canadian or more maple syrup, more maple syrup. And I got my big, you know, silver dollar nipples out, uh, you know, my hairy nipples, which I didn't, you know, you know, up- upkeep is not my primary concern at this point. We got the camera because we've been dating for too long. Now you don't shave your nipples anymore. Uh, nah, I don't know. I try to. I'll shave my ass and my my pubes and you shave your ass i'll come i'll go up the highway to the nipples and then i'll eventually end around my neck or something i don't know <laughs> but there was there was rock rock jumping yeah right yeah so i jumped off the rock i don't know how high was it how many feet 20 i was gonna say 10 to 15 Okay. Maybe 10, 15 feet high. Well, we, we'll be able to look at the video and tell by estimating how tall our silhouettes are. So you jump off the rock. The water's crystal clear. It's nice. Great. I do it. Fine. Now I go. I swim, sh- I swim to the shore. I grab the camera, the new Canon G7X, our amazing camera here. And then you go to do it. Yeah. So then I'm, you know, Canadian dad bod. I swim out to about dick, dick high, right? I got, I'm like waist high so i can pee in the water if i need to whatever i got the camera you're gonna walk around to the top of the rock jump in no big deal i told you not to make a scene about it i just said jump do you it you told me not to make a scene my oh, whole we mantra. just stopped hold on let's see no, it's over here i got it okay so i told you not to make a scene about it i uh leap in the net will appear my mantra never more evident than when you're rock cl- diving into Lake Tahoe. But I'm, I'm maybe 50, 60 feet away from you filming from a shore. Explain, explain th- what happens next. Well, there were a bunch of kids like hanging out and sort of like staking claim on this rock. And Not then- children. Pub- mid- mid-puberty teens. 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 And, uh, like, like guys that I think I could beat up, but we wouldn't know for sure. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to hit children. But um, They were 17. But yeah, so there had, you know, guys kind of like hogging this rock and then they finally got off. So we were like stoked to go over there and get to try it. And uh, sure enough, these kids come up right behind me. And I'm trying to work up the courage to jump because I'm not afraid of heights. But there is something about, like, you get up and, like, the rock was not exactly, like, perfectly round or, like, square shaped. It was, like, 
it had like a little divot. It was in a it. it was a boulder. And you were supposed to yeah, it was a big boulder, but it had like sort of like a little a gra- a incline. Sl- yeah, it had like a little slope on it with like a little divot in the slope. So and that was jumped- like the the spot where you were supposed to kind of put your foot to like push off from, but it was just as as big as like the ball of your foot. So you had to kind of like get a running start to make sure that you made it like for far enough off the rock and you also had to like aim to put your foot like directly into this little divot for your like final push. Either way. So it was like a little scary trying to like work out the choreography in my head of like launching and doing this for the so first time. So you spent time. about five minutes going Just to the edge, <laughs> chickening backing out. up, going again. And I'm, I'm Canadian dad bod waiting in the water filming. I've got a crew of onlookers behind me. I've got like 20 or so beach going pedestrians. Are they pedestrians? Whatever they are. Sunbathers. Be- sunbathers. I have a whole bunch of sunbathers. Which, by the way, the thong game is out of this world. They all had, like, literally just fabric jammed into their asshole. That's all it was. I didn't notice. It, it, and they had one girl. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, tell me about this one girl, babe. One girl had, like, a, just a, just not like your, your bikini was, you know, bunched up, sort of like wedgie bikini. She had a full-on thong bikini. Some just, people just want to tan their buns. Just dental floss on her asshole. Um, dental floss hole. Uh, so, anyhow, by not shitting or getting off the pot, by lollygagging, you had these dudes start to coach you on how to jump, which is so fucked up because I would have been that guy coaching you how to jump. You were but jealous because you wanted to be there giving fucking me the Instagram boyfriend. Like, I know what I am. I don't like it's not like like the irony is not lost on me. I'm a fucking asshole who had what? You're just losing yourself a I'm little a bit. I'm a fucking asshole who has to film you basically getting hit on, you got to punch me, I said basically, by 17-year-old bros who are like doing it backwards and But they're flips. not hitting on me. They're just like you can do it. It's so easy. You totally got it. And I was like, That's, y'all yeah. go ahead. And they, they were, were like, encouraging you with their wet, you know, bathing suits on. You could see the, you know, you could see the hug of their helmet kind of hitting their fucking legs. And then there I am, just the asshole who's just filming this whole endeavor. I'm literally watching two young bros think they have a shot at you. This isn't an insecurity. This is just annoying because I'm getting a sunburn. I'm literally catching cancer as you get hit on by some dudes and then you finally make the jump everyone cheers the whole beach is on their feet even the thong girl is on her feet everyone's they were cheering, cheering for, for you me? yeah you can hear the audio they're just cheering for you and then we swim to shore you know time goes by no big deal then it happens we walk by and look i'm 33 i've been that guy i've been i know that guy. I know what it's like to be like, oh shit, I'm on a rock with a hot chick. I might as well hit on her. Well, just so you know, there's probably an Instagram boyfriend on the beach, irate, filming the whole transaction. <laughs> just know that. So What transaction? The transaction of you being all, you know, feeling that dopamine rush because you got a couple dudes checking you out. It's like, Is yeah, that what was happening? I no, it. I'm pretty sure it's the adrenaline of jumping off a 20-foot rock. Do you think these chicks on the beach are checking me out? Like, it just doesn't... It's just annoying that it doesn't work. Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're into Canadian dads. Anyhow, 
and I got my fresh, stupid haircut. There's just like there's just no sex appeal about me. And I'm watching these dudes basically teach. It's it'd be like of a it'd be like like every rom com that takes place in Hawaii where the dude has to watch the surfer teach his girl how to surf. Or you know, or like the dude teaching the girl how to like play pool, so he puts his arm around her. It's like, bro, I know what you're doing. I'm just filming the thing. I'd swim out there and teach her how to jump off the rock myself. But are you really intimidated by 17 year old guys? That's the thing. It's not an intimidation. It's like you're playing a game I can't play. I'm the boyfriend she's dated for five years. Nothing I do is sexy anymore. I can be sexy to these new chicks. Like yesterday when I was diving into the river, I looked probably sexy to some chick floating down the river. Sure, to you, I just looked annoying. There's nothing I did that was sexy to you. I was just a dude jumping off the mud into the river. There's, I've, I've, I've ceased sex appeal. Nothing I, what, what, when was the last time I did something that turned you on? Uh, yeah, exactly. No, you should I'm be on sure the tip of your things. tongue. Tell me. What <laughs> I was don't the la- know. No. I just forget. You, oh, you just forget. But here you got a couple 15-year-olds teaching you how to I dive. I feel like every once in a while you'll be like folding laundry. It'll oh, be like, great. damn. Okay, so emotional labor. Sexy. So I do emotional labor and you That's get turned on. That's not emotional labor. That would be actual I'm labor. I'm picking dryer sheets out of my balls. So all of that would have been fine, right? This whole story would have been completely fine, except we're on this weird beach. It's super narrow because it's Lake Tahoe. So there's only like... 10 feet or so of sand along the beach. So we had to walk by these bros on the way back to our seats, right? Yeah, I don't know. Half an hour's gone by. We've dried off. You're, you're maybe one foot in front of me. I remember this like it literally just happened. I mapped <laughs> well, it, it out of my brain. it was only like three days ago. <laughs> you were one foot in front of me. I was right next to you. We walk by them and they do, and they do the typical, like everyone on the beach was congratulating you. You were like the Down syndrome kid who scored a, you know, field goal at half to, What You know what I mean? You, this was the your moment where everyone was like, "Yay, Tasha, you did it!" And you're like, <laughs> "So you had that moment. You know, you're laughing because it's true." I don't remember anyone congratulating me. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, good job, you did it!" And then these two bros, right? We walk by them. Again, I'm right behind you. And the guy goes, they go, oh, nice job. Yeah, yeah. And you guys like, oh, thanks. And then, I'll, and then. This, I think I said thanks for the encouragement or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then this guy goes, what color are your eyes? <laughs> and I go green <laughs> and then walk right by him. And they said, oh, well, mine are too. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Like, this felt like Sixth Sense, and I was just a ghost. Why were you so... I was Bruce Willis. Like, hello, do you not see me, a grown-ass man? Do you not see me right here? Her eyes are green. I'm going home with her, (laughs) not you. You don't get to compliment her. You had your chance on the rock, and you blew it. And that was... And look... I don't blame them. Like, shooters shoot. Good. Go for it. You try. Like, I get it. But really, bro? Did she look like some chick who was out with her girls at the bar? I was right next to her. I don't have my long hair anymore where I look like her lesbian friend. I was right next to her. It's insulting to me to be like, Maybe they thought you were one of my brothers. Good. Great. Still, you don't hit on a girl when she's with her brother. Either way. Fuck. No respect. So you get no respect. I, I tell you, I get no respect here, kid. I get no respect. You hit on her. I asked her what color eyes were. I said they're green. You know, Rodney Dangerfield. Never mind. Uh, so yeah, what, what color are your green? Ugh, that was that was the highlight of my trip. I think telling some fifteen-year-old your eye color. 
Any other? I should. Oh, I should have been like any other. Que- I should have just stopped and been like, any other questions, bro? What do you need to know? You B cup or C mean. cup, depending on what type of brand you use. <laughs> what else? Huh? She ovulates in three. What do you need to know? What do you want to know? Stop. I don't understand. Not Could you can uh, be so insecure about a couple of kids? I can't wait till the day. Because they let's call them fifteen, right? Fifteen year old. They had muscles, whatever. Uh, I'd fuck them. Fifteen uh, year old <laughs> chicks have tits. Most of them. You know what I mean? They may. They may not. There's hormone in the beef. Whatever. They're all getting their periods. But I feel like if if a couple of fifteen year old girls hit on you, I would just crack up. Like, Why? I don't. You don't think I got game? Babe, I think you got game. I just don't think that you're interested in pursuing a relationship with a 15-year-old, so I don't feel threatened by it. I'll tell you this. I would not turn down a compliment. I'd be very happy. You know me. I love my affirmations. My well will be filled by teenage compliments. I'm okay (laughs) with that. But... If the, okay, so imagine you're sitting on the beach filming me on a long lens so these girls don't know that you're even there, right? It's like an accidental, like, um, you know, candid camera, punked, you know, whatever generation you're from type of thing. What kind of fence do you think this is? I've noticed it was, like, all along No one there. cares. It's just a fucking fence. Okay. So anyway, imagine I'm about to do a jump and I'm nervous, and for five minutes girls are like you can do it dave you'll be great and then i do it and they go awesome and then later on we walk by them and they go hey what color are your eyes <laughs> and then you respond blue and you walk away you would be you would be annoyed anyway i um, think i w- would be okay i'm making light of a situation but anyway i'll have to put the film on it because we're about to lose the battery from the digital camera so let's do the rest of this podcast audio only how many minutes are we into the podcast we are 41 14. do you want to read do you want to let's let's do this um is there anything else we want to talk about from our trip are we good uh i feel like we had something there was something you told me to write down oh because i said hogwash what was that oh uh, <laughs> hogwash yeah it's just the uh, the fact that with your family i feel like i can't swear which is weird because we watched Jack- we watched Jackass three with your parents, <laughs> which was or Jackass two. The funniest part about watching Jackass with your parents is they were okay with a snake biting a guy's dick, <laughs> and the guy had like a mouse condom puppet, on, like a mouse, a mouse puppet. puppet on his dick. He had a huge dick. Um, what size are your What size is your dick? What, am I, what if a girl has it? What size is your dick? And you just respond average and walk away. That's. It's a grower, not a shower. Anyway, <laughs> what what was it? so they were okay with that. They were okay with but my midgets mom truly, jumping out of a canyon. Like, we were not allowed to watch that when I was a teenager. The fact that she let Sean watch that is I've surprising. never seen your dad laugh the way he laughed watching Jackass too. He but, was laughing but, pretty hard. But a couple, what was the, the thing that we skipped? Part, your oh, family, the, the one part, your family, the one part, I was like, I wonder what the, your mom's line is, like where she draws a line. Well, it's jacking off a horse. That's, <laughs> which is kind of weird because. That's just gross. Uh, yeah, but it's also like. It's just gross. It's a horse. But she was okay when we went horseback riding and they talked about the stud who impregnates all the horses. But we can't watch yeah. a horse fuck a... Basically, fucking basic. what happens is, I think, and I th- that could be wrong, in order to get the horse's semen, they have it fuck another horse, and then they do the pull-out method, and then they have it fuck like a pocket pussy the rest of the way. They had like a giant... Basically, they had like a giant know. fleshlight, but it was just a, it was just a, a huge sort of 
like made out of the same leather that you would make a, a saddle, but it was in a long, skinny vagina. But that's just one of those things that, like, I'm okay with going my whole life without knowing how they impregnate horses. You know, I can, I can uh, use my imagination and I'm okay with it. I don't need to see it. It's sort of the same way that, like, people who eat meat, like, don't want to know that how it's done. You know, that's what um, got Fear Factor canceled was of all the things Fear Factor did, of all the insects they ate and this and that, the one thing, and it could be wrong with what animal it was, the one thing that got Fear Factor canceled was they were making people drink um, bull semen. <laughs> yeah, was it. it's just gross. I don't know. Our, that's a pro- But our culture is cool with you getting hit in the nuts and falling out of a building and all this stuff. But the second you introduce sex into it, our culture is just weird about it. Uh, I don't know. All right, you want to do a couple questions? Let's do a couple questions and get out of here. So just pick whichever ones you want. I screen grabbed them. Okay. Um, read, read the questions off, and we'll answer a few, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. And in the meantime, while you're looking at questions, I'll just let everyone know. Thank you so much, everyone, for being an amazing listeners. We've been on a vacation, so the last couple episodes have been mobile, if you were. But we'll be back at the home studios uh, starting next episode. We're slowly approaching episode 300. That's going to hit in about a month or so. So if anyone out there is a blogger, YouTuber, whatever your kind of mode of uh, following is, if you guys want to talk to us about a feature, we want to make some ripples. Uh, we've reached out to literally every podcast platform for a feature. We're working on one with iTunes. We got our new intro music and all the bullshit you need to make it sound professional and um we're gonna take this shit to the next level and uh we're gonna dominate the world and you guys are all gonna be invited we're gonna do live shows um, i think i'm gonna do a podcast episode from the rogue island comedy festival uh columbus day weekend in newport rhode island we're gonna be all over the place so yeah and even if you don't write a blog or have a million followers just share it with a friend we appreciate every uh Every new listener, so share it with a friend. And if you have a write new, us a message. If you have the iPhone, the new iPhone, all you have to do is grab one of your friend's phones and say, "Hey Siri, subscribe to the Sex Actually podcast." Literally, all you have to do is say it, and it'll do it. And then that'll give them the it, chance. I, your Siri just turned on. My Siri just see exactly Creepy. exactly. That's how it works. So anyway, we appreciate your support, but every subscribe subscriber counts. And a lot of you have written in and left us reviews, and you don't even listen on the iTunes podcast app. You might listen on Laughable, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever. But uh, 80% of downloads do come from the um, Apple podcast app. So if you can leave us a review and subscribe and rate us, every bit counts. Because here's what happens. You know, uh, when we do get featured... It's <clears throat> what I noticed with my YouTube videos. When you get featured, you're introducing your podcast to a lot of new people. And what happens is 80% of them are like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then 20% are like, this is fucking hogwash. And they downvote <laughs> it. So while we have, you know, 203 positive five-star reviews, the more we get now, the better. Because when this shit gets to the next level, I don't need, you know, some blogger to misinterpret who I am and write some negative comment and then, you know, 50 people are like, ah, fuck this guy. I just don't need that. We've got our tribe. I know you're out there. I know you're listening. And um, all I'm asking is that you share it with some friends. It's free. I mean, think about how many hours you've listened to this podcast and what you haven't done. No offense. I'm not trying to guilt you. A lot of you have written in. A lot of you have shared with your friends on your Instagram story. All those things are great. But for all of you, that, that's probably 4% of you. I, I know how many people listen. 
you know, we have about 85,000, I wish that was true, 8,500 downloads a month on, uh, maybe 10,000 downloads a month on across all platforms, you know, we probably get 15 shout outs. So you do the math on that one. I know you're out there. So show us some love. I don't need it. This isn't for my personal affirmations for my love language, although I do Although you can love... tell by the desperation in his voice that this is for him. <laughs> well, it's, no, it's not. To, I mean, look, trust me. If it didn't equate to new subscribers and new features, I could give a shit. But if you do use Twitter, make sure to tag at Apple Podcasts. Let them know you want us featured. Start a campaign. Go for it. I know you're out there. I, I, I hate when I see the other podcasts that have like fa- private Facebook groups and this and that. And it's like, ah, oh, we, we should have that. You know what I mean? Like, I, we'll get there. But anyhow, that's my rant. Let's uh, listen to some questions. Here's some sex and dating questions. If you have any questions and you want real, honest answers from people that really don't have anything to gain or lose, the worst is when you ask like your best friend for advice. Because they're going to say whatever they can say to get out of that moment without hurting you. I'm going to tell you how it is. I don't know if that's true of a lot all of, best friends. A, lot a real of times, best friend's going to tell you the truth. Well, but a lot of times, I can't tell you how many times, like my you friend. You want to be sensitive. My friend Katie. Like, Katie's, Katie's super nice, but she she has literally, in the past, given me the worst advice because she's like, oh, no, I think she's into you. Yeah, you should go for it. And then I do, and I'm like, what the fuck? Whereas a stranger would be like, dude, they're not into you, blah, 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 move on. Anyway. So if you want to, if you want to, if you have any questions, we'll read your question anonymously. Just write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, let, let, let us know a little bit about who you are so we can kind of triangulate an answer. Tell us where you're from, how old you are, what your deal is, when you lost your virginity. I mean, look, just be honest with us, right? We're, we're a bunch of idiots telling you about, you know, the fight I got in with a 15-year-old over what color eyes Tasha has. Green. Get over it. Read a question. All right. I actually, I kind of scrolled through all the questions and this is the one that I like the best So because I feel like there's a lot to say here. So the header is anyone starting to get sick of normalized toxic dating advice. Apologies for this ranty post. It just seems like people have normalized toxic methods of dating now. My mom has told me that in order to keep a man interested, you have to make him jealous, make it known other men want you and flirt with them so that he knows he needs to work hard to keep you. I've also heard several times from friends and just random conversations with people talking basically, basically about how to manipulate someone into liking and wanting a relationship with you as if it's totally okay and normal, like the typical playing hard to get move with a guy so he won't lose interest. What the fuck? So purposely playing games and messing with someone's head and heart. Hide your true feelings because that's totally healthy, right? Just hate that people are defaulting to these dumb games instead of being direct with each other and then tell others about how it worked for them so it must be the way. All right, well, here's the thing. It's when you're first starting to see somebody or date somebody, it's easy to scare people away by being too clingy, clingy, too interested, needy, desperate, too desperate, too needy. And that's why people, the, the common advice is, you know, play a little hard to get. Let him wait a minute. You know, don't respond to his text right away. Like, there's a reason that people say those things to give you a fighting chance at not coming across like a stage four clinger. Is that way? Is that why when I asked you out, you waited till the next day to write back? Wouldn't that make things weird? 
I don't know. <laughs> but so what if it was? I don't know if I was sleeping or if I was doing something else. But either way, I don't owe you an instantaneous response. It was a pretty big question you told that me you, you asked of, me. You told me you thought I was drunk. Yeah, And okay. I was a bitch for asking you but on text. But that's the thing. Yeah, it's like that was a, a, like a not a very like direct way for you to ask me, right? Because you waited several texts because text is a safe space, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to see my reaction. If it's negative, you can protect your ego in that way. But it's important. Oh, I already forgot where I was going with this. This is a line you're, you're, well, The question is, should you play games or not? Well, but it's... Why are we calling it playing games? It's it's not playing games. It's just playing it smart. Well, you murder, do have to play it smart. I'll put it this way: murder has, um, you know, what's it what's it called? Premeditated is more more of a crime than if it's just you kill someone, you know, out of an act of passion. It's more of a crime if you if you premeditated a murder, right? I guess. So playing the game is like premeditating that you're too busy or this or that because you're really not. I think what what you need to do is develop a life in which you don't need the other person and you just naturally are too busy. God forbid you actually had bowling league and couldn't respond to his or her text. Maybe you would be more desirable. But that's the thing. That's uh, being like your own person is very attractive to other people. Being comfortable in yourself, committed to yourself, putting yourself first. That's attractive to other people because it shows that like you have a life that's outside of the relationship. They're not going to need to fill a void for you. So, like, you're already full as a person. You're already happy and fulfilled as a person. And 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 you don't need them. That's that's the attractive part. People, nobody, some people like to be needed, but it's nobody wants to have like a weight on their shoulders. Gentle, gentle need, gentle. So that's the point. Is that I don't think it's toxic advice to say play games or uh, the first thing she mentioned was that you should be dating other guys and flirting with other guys to let somebody know that you're like interesting. And I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily like bad advice in general. You shouldn't be or my personal opinion. I don't know. You know, everybody has their own style of what they're comfortable with. But like, if I was single, I wouldn't be just meeting one guy and not talking to any other guys. That's toxic. That's well, seems- how did, when when we started dating, you went to that concert with those twins, and I was cool with it because we just started dating. But clearly, you were being set up on a date. Yeah. Now I could have played it one of two we ways. We had literally like just started dating, though. So I could have. I could have been super. Were needy. we official at that point? I don't know. I don't know. I could have been super. But I needy. think that I already sort of had the frame of mind where I was like, I'm not about to get involved with this guy. But that's the thing. Before but, you've but made up I your was... mind that you're getting ready to be like committed to a single person, before you make up your mind, before you choose that you want to try and. Um, you know, have a relationship with somebody, there's no reason at all that your options shouldn't be open. That's the whole point of dating is getting to know people and getting to know what you like and what you value in a, in a man or a woman. So I, I could have blown that. I could have, I could have come off needy early on and you could have, you're, you're, you're a flight person. Yeah. You're a flight risk. Yeah. I, and I didn't do this. Like I didn't play it cool because that was my method I chose. I played it cool because I had a fucking life. 
And I've been in this situation before where I didn't have a life and I, and I became a fucking psycho. And every guy out there listening has had a past relationship where you became a psycho, where you did something wrong. And then the next day you tried to make up for it and you texted, she didn't get back and you apologize for texting. Then an hour later you apologize for even coming off for, and then it's, and then next thing you know, she's sharing all these text messages to her friends because you look like a psycho. Well, because it raises our red flags. You know, any sort of behavior like that is going to be a red flag for a girl because nobody wants to be trapped in a toxic, controlling relationship. Don't play hard to get. Be hard to get. Don't play... I'm too busy to text back. Be too busy to text back. Yeah. But this isn't a, the world where you wait 48 hours to text back. You can to- It's totally fair. But for some people, it doesn't come naturally to them. And that's why people write these guides or share advice with each other. And they make rules like wait 48 hours or whatever. Because for some people, it doesn't come naturally to them. And so they need a little bit of coaching on how to get it done. Well, here's some new rules. Don't wait 48 hours. But do... If, if you but do go on a date... But don't feel guilty about taking your time to write someone back. I think if you go on a date, it's okay to text after the date, hey, I hope you get home okay, but you or shouldn't... thank you, you, thanks for the nice dinner, Yeah, you Had shouldn't a great expect time. to text back. Hope you got home okay, question mark, now that shit ain't gonna fly. Hey, I hope you got home okay. Like, the relationship's too early on to panic if they didn't get home okay. You just have to hope that they did, because that's how it worked... You know, before well, the year 2007. Technically, you should be dropping them off if you're a guy. Well, you might have met up or been on a group thing. You say, hey, I hope you got home okay. That was a fun time. End of it. And then the other person probably should respond by the end of the night saying, I did. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, that, that part doesn't matter. But you don't wait till midway through the next day. Because, look, as a guy, when we do think you're playing games, it backfires. Why are they playing games? What the fuck are they doing? I just said, I hope you have a nice night. So just suss the situation out. Yeah. In general, people need to be uh, considerate of one another. And One more question? Polite. I didn't see any other questions. Just, that read really it. just p- pick a one. What, what are we at time-wise? I don't You're asking me 45 things at once. I'm driving. You're not. 57.25. Do one more. Pick, pick whichever one looks the shortest. I don't shortest. know. They all looked kind of dumb. Yeah, they're all dumb. Should I wait until I'm jacked to go for girls? No. <laughs> I'm romantically you know what? That, interested hold on. I like, in a much older hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go, go back to the last okay. one. Should, should I wait till I'm jacked to go for girls? This is the same as you not jumping off the boulder right away. You're only going to... Look, you're going to find reasons not to jump off the boulder. You're going to find reasons not to go after the girl. This, you know, f- this probably isn't really a pertinent question for the... For the the majority of the audience but to the one person who this rings true to get off your fucking ass and live life today uh, and if in replace girl with uh, quitting your profession whatever it is whether it's replace it where should i wait till i'm muscular to date a girl should i wait till i've written this blog before well, i that's quit the thing is that you can wait live like today forever you can wait your whole life you can find excuses for a reason why now is not the right time i could give this advice to you dave about getting married <laughs> i could the tides were turned <laughs> no but there's always there's always going to be a reason for why now is not the right time and you always say leap in the net will appear it you know you just got to trust your gut and everything doesn't have to be perfect it's like trying to 
to write like a perfect novel before you've even written one sentence. Like you get hung up on like the perfection of getting it all right and having the whole plan laid out and you get so wrapped up in the fact that you don't have it perfectly laid out that you don't even start. And then someone wrote a shittier novel with the same idea and people loved it. Because they just started writing. So perfection is the enemy of good. Don't wait till you're muscular. Get out there and start, you know, shagging fly balls. Get out there and start swinging the bat. You know what I mean? Start talking to people because... Yeah, because being jacked isn't 100% doesn't guarantee you success. But it sounds like the type of thing someone says when they're like, oh, I'm going to start, I'm going to quit cigarettes on New Year's Day. How about you do it today, Jack? That's why, you know, last episode was my intro to college episode. It's not about... You know, first day of college is about first day of the rest of your life. So maybe September 1st or whatever day you listen to this on, you go, you know what? This is the next day of my enlightenment because your spirit, your, 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 your kind of like soul doesn't know, you know, if you're muscular or not. It lives in the present. So be who you are today. And if you see a girl on the train and she smiles back at you, you know, ask her some, just, just, you know what I mean? Don't just, the, the, the ego is so fragile fragile and wanting to protect you from failure that it will give you a reason not to leap and i'm telling you that if i was right next to you i would push you into the situation so physically you have no choice but to leap so then you don't have to wait for some 16 year old to offer your chick advice on how to jump off a fucking rock and you look like the cuck asshole who has to explain what her eye color is (laughs) we done just focus on the road. All right. Uh, you want to pee or something? Are we good? Let's call it an episode. Everyone, uh, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, big things in store. Uh, I, lo- I love all of you who have messaged me privately asking when I've got shows and, and you know, this and that. I, I so appreciate you being a part of our, our world. But I challenge you to write in. Do not think you're burdening us. We love sharing new emails with each other when they come in. Uh, if you've listened to at least six episodes, I assure you it is time for you to open up to us. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. Let us know if you have any advice. Let it, you know, this, can, this sorry, this is kind of a, uh, I'm interjecting here, but, uh, can we go ahead and co-opt the, uh, hashtag sap fam? Cause I've tagged a couple things. Sap fam. Sap fam. Yeah. Do you like that? Sure. Can we make that a hashtag for our listeners, SAPFAM? What would, or you got yeah, SAPFAM. I like it. And if anyone has any better ones, use those too, and we'll uh, use that. But I like SAPFAM. Write to us on Twitter. I'm at DNeals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Tasha's at Tasha Courtney. If you are going to tweet to us, make sure to also include the hash, the, um, uh, at Apple Podcasts. Let them know that you want us to be featured. It always means more when it comes from fans. And on Instagram, uh, same handles. I'm at DNeals. Tasha's at Tasha Courtney. The Instagram uh, Sex Actually podcast is at the dot sap. And we have a bunch of, I've cut up a bunch of past episodes of uh, videos into quick little links. So if you're ever listening to an episode and you go, well, I wonder what that person looks like. Go to our Instagram and uh, you it's can see YouTube all that. It's on YouTube too, I'm going 102 miles an hour. Jeez, babe. Wow, I'm going downhill. We're living life in the fast lane, folks. Oh, yeah. Shall we call it? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, that's the episode. Uh, we're off to Los Angeles. Hopefully we don't run into this wildfire. You guys all take care. Have an excellent, and um, let's uh, start that journey to uh, bettering ourselves. How about that? Sounds great. Bye. Bye. Bet you some 16-year-old bitch couldn't do a podcast like that with one hand on the steering wheel.